Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day and welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Darren Mitchell on this Thursday, the 21st of October, 2021. Trust wherever you are in the world, you are enjoying a very fruitful, very productive week and looking forward to finishing the week very, very strongly. Didn't record a podcast yesterday and my apologies to that. If you're somebody who listens avidly and know that I typically record five podcasts a week, uh, I've been running a series of workshops this week. And uh, I didn't get a chance to do one yesterday, albeit um, I still finished late yesterday afternoon. And uh, given that it was yesterday was my wife's birthday, happy birthday, Ashari, my wife, uh, we didn't uh, get a chance to put a episode up uh, because we went out for dinner instead and uh, spent some great time with the family celebrating Shari's birthday. So in today's episode, uh, just finished another workshop with an organization here in Australia. And today we were talking about all things communication, so really enhancing, certainly as leaders and as influencers, our ability to communicate more effectively with our team, with key peers, certainly with the key executives, but also key customers and just in general key stakeholders. And if we think about it, it's one thing that I think all of us can get better at, and that is communicating. And it was a question I posed to the group as well, that who here believes that they're a really, really extraordinary communicator? And it's very rare to have somebody put their hand up turn up to the fact that they're an extraordinary communicator, but it, it does happen every now and then. But in this particular group, there was anything from very good down to mediocre. Uh, and it was following up from a conversation we had earlier in the week with this same group around emotional intelligence. And what's really pleasing is we've got people, uh, certainly in Australia here in organizations that are more and more open to the fact that, you know what, we've got some work to do, we've got some gaps to fill, and we can certainly start to plug those gaps and use that as a platform for constant and never-ending improvement in relation to how we lead our team, how we influence our team, and the best way to do that is to improve our method of communication and the process we go through in terms of uh, communicating. And one of the key things we that came out, and I just want to record a podcast today in relation to some behaviors that can enhance our ability to communicate, particularly from the, a perspective of creating impressions, because one of the things we need to understand is we're always creating impressions. Now, it's fair to say that when you're meeting somebody for the very first time, you are creating a first impression to that person and they are creating a first impression of you to you as well. So it's a reciprocal first impression that is being created. And sometimes that first impression is something that we do not have 100% control over for a number of different factors. Having said that, there are some things we can put in place to start to impact or influence that first impression. And particularly when you're dealing with people on a regular basis, and this goes for customers, your team, and peers, and so forth, is we are also re-establishing first impressions every time we see somebody that we haven't seen for a day, an hour, two hours, two days, two weeks, etc. So some things to think about to put in place in relation to creating these first impressions, which is only going to enhance our ability to communicate. So I want to talk about that um, today. But one of the things that I wanted to start off with is just because there was a question I was asked this morning in relation to this. And think about, well, how do, I, how do I improve my communication? If there was one tip around getting better at communication, what would that be? And I said, well, first of all, how long's a piece of string? Because there's a lot to, that goes into that. But we had a conversation. I was reflecting on this as we were talking, as I was getting some feedback from the group. 
And what we came up with was something really, really uh, simple, but also very powerful to do. And it's something that I don't think a lot of people do consciously. They might be doing it unconsciously and therefore they, they get a great result. But if we can put some conscious awareness onto this and then use the behaviors I'm gonna talk about to enhance our ability to communicate and enhance our ability to create great first impressions and constant impressions, then it will certainly enhance our ability to influence people and build better relationships that hopefully become more longer term, more sustainable, that leads to obviously better results. And the thing we talked about was this. If we can sit down and before any conversation, now whether this be a one-on-one conversation with your direct reports, whether it be a team meeting, whether it be a strategy meeting, whether it be a customer meeting, whether it be a conflict resolution meeting, whether it be a negotiation meeting, whatever the meeting is, whatever the conversation is, start with and get really clear on what is my intention for this conversation? What is my intention for this meeting? Start with the end in mind. Now, I've spoken a lot about this uh, to teams, and I've also mentioned this on the podcast before, we've got to start with what the intention is of this meeting. Now, what is my intention? But also have a conversation and try to get from the other person as well at the beginning of the meeting what their intention is. And this is really important, particularly when it comes to a negotiation meeting as well. Get the other party's intention so you can actually align or at least identify really quickly where the gaps potentially are. But even before that, even if just a standard conversation, think about yourself. What is the intention that I would like to get out of this particular meeting? What is the impression of increase that I want to create for this particular person so that they feel better having had a conversation with me? So that's the first thing. Think about what is your conscious intention for this meeting. And then I said, well, what if we also did this as part of the preparation? This can take no more than a couple of minutes to get really in tune with what the conversation is going to be about and therefore give yourself a really good platform to have a really robust, hopefully productive and effective conversation. Think about what the success of the meeting looks like or the success of the conversation looks like. So you've got your intention first and foremost, and then you start looking at at the back end of this meeting, what does success look like? So three core things to think about there, and that is what do you want the team or the individual to think as a result of having this conversation with you? What do you want this person to feel as a result of this conversation with you? Because we have to tap into people's emotions in order to invoke some sort of response. And particularly when we think about the third thing, and that is what do you want them to do? What action is going to come out of this conversation? We need to invoke an emotion because without a level of emotion, people will not necessarily do anything. So two key things to think about before any conversation we have was in relation to what's your intention, but also start thinking about what is the outcome you want to drive and how do you want your team to think, feel, and do. And so we then moved into the conversation around, okay, well, how do we continue to create these impressions and how do we stack the odds in our favor and what sort of behaviors can we put in place to give ourselves every opportunity of creating that good first impression? And so we covered off seven observable behaviors that exist that we're doing all the time And I put this in order for them so that they can get a sense of this is what we do as human beings every single day and every single interaction that we have. And the seven observable, and as I go through these, just think about how you apply these as well. Uh, Because as some of the guys said, hey, we're really judgmental and I'm, I'm very opinionated. And yes, I do make some judgments and some assessments based on some of these things instantly, right? And it's very difficult, therefore, for my first impression to be changed. And so if this is the case, and if people are actually going through this process, albeit unconsciously, it then stands to reason that if we want to impress upon people, if we want to influence people, if we want to increase our communication strategy with people, then it stands to reason that we can use these to our advantage and use the positive side so that we can actually create the best possible impression we can. 
And so here are the seven observable behaviors. And as I go through these, just think about how these apply for you as well and whether you do these and how you can continue to use these moving forward. The first thing, and I describe this as, imagine you're sitting in an office and just imagine you've got um, a window to the outside and you're seeing people jump out of a car and out of an Uber, out of a truck, out of a tram, whatever the case might be, and they're coming in to see you. What is the very first thing you're gonna notice about that person? And the first thing that people said was, oh, probably how they look. And I said, absolutely. You're gonna notice their appearance, how they look, and the other thing you're gonna notice is what they're wearing. And whether we like it or not, we are human creatures who judge the book by its cover because our first impression is often created based on how somebody looks, even before they open their mouth and even before we have any form of interaction with them. We will make an assessment based on how we think somebody looks. And I said, I gave them the example of the movie Pretty Woman with Julia Roberts. And I said, in Pretty Woman, Julia Roberts at some stage in the movie walks into a clothing store in Beverly Hills and she's dressed as a prostitute. Now, high heels, boots up to her, out to her thighs, short skirt, all the boxing dice. She walks into this clothing store and has a look around and she has a bucket load of cash that she wants to actually spend on buying nice clothes. And the people in the in the clothing store basically look her up and down and say, there's nothing in here for you. In other words, you don't befit an establishment of our standing, therefore we'd ask you to leave. And so she left, left literally with a towel between her leg because she had money to spend, but people judged her based on her, her appearance. Anyway, if you watch the movie, she then goes and spends money at another store, comes back to this store dressed immaculately with this massive hat and walks in, and the people in the store didn't even recognize her. And she said, hey, you guys remember me? And I said, no, I'm sorry. Well, I was in here the other day and you guys refused to serve me. And you guys get paid on commission, don't you? And say, yep, we do. And said, well, big mistake, big, big, huge, and walked out. And so the story, the moral of the story there is people will judge other people based on their appearance. So if we want to create the best impression we possibly can, we need to be able to dress and appear, therefore need to be groomed in an appropriate way for the environment that we're moving into. So if you're going in to talk to a sporting club, don't necessarily walk in a three-piece suit, but equally, if you're going to go and talk to some corporate people in a very important meeting, don't turn up in a pair of board shorts carrying your surfboard because it's not going to be appropriate and people will judge you based on your appearance. So the first thing we talked about there is the dress and appearance. That's, that's the first thing that people see. The second thing that people see from the dress and appearance and how you look is what posture are you demonstrating? Are you a person who has posture that is hung, hung over? Is it, uh, is it stooped in terms of your shoulders or... Do you have your shoulders straight back? Do you have your back straight? Do you have your chin up? And do you look as if you're a person that is on, on a mission? So your posture plays a huge amount and in terms of creating an impression, has an impact together with your appearance. The next thing you're going to be looking for, which is in conjunction with your posture, is the movement. So how does this person move from the car into towards the office? Are they moving with purpose? Are they moving in a, in a sprightly way? Is there a spring in their step? Or are they moving like, like like shuffling along as if they're like a sloth dragging a massive ball and chain behind them? Because the movement that people have will also create an impression in the minds of people who are watching them and who are observing them. So even, even these three things can actually indelibly imprint on somebody's mind an impression about somebody that is very difficult to change. And there hasn't even been a word spoken. The fourth thing in the seven observable behaviors is gestures. So when it comes to gesturing and, and back when the days, and hopefully it's coming back soon where we can give somebody a firm handshake, 
The classic example is here is when you do handshake, give a handshake to somebody when you're greeting them, do you actually give them a firm handshake or you do, do you put your hand out like a wet fish and let them hang on to it? So that creates a certain impression and depending on what the impression is that you want to create, think about what gesture is that you want to give when you're greeting somebody but also when you're communicating with somebody, are you going to be open and expressive or are you actually going to be quite closed and withdrawn? The next one is the fifth one, which is facial expressions. So when you meet somebody and you greet somebody, you're going to be looking at their facial expressions and they'll be looking at yours as well. And one of the biggest bugbears I have is the number of people that greet each other, and whether it be a handshake or not, and they don't give each other eye contact. One of the greatest ways to build rapport and the quickest ways to build rapport is to look somebody in the eye. Now, what I'm not saying is you don't give them really weird eye contact to the point where they feel uncomfortable, so you're not staring them down but you're actually looking respectfully at a person and giving them the due courtesy of you're valuing this person to the point where, hey, I'm really pleased to meet you or I'm really, it's really good to see you again. Look them in the eye because that's a level of respect that will go a long way to establishing and increasing your level of credibility. So think about what your facial expressions could be when you're greeting somebody for the first time, especially, but certainly when you're greeting your team again and again and again, be really clear on what the facial expression is that you want to portray because you want to portray a positive impression and again, leave them with that impression of increase that it's been a positive experience. The sixth one and the seventh one is all of the previous five, there's been no verbal interaction whatsoever. So number six is you're now going to hear their voice. And so in the voice, you're going to be listening for things like tonality. And the professor of psychology at UCLA, Professor Albert Moravian, did a study on this which indicated that of, uh, of our communication impact, about 38% of our communication is through the tonality or the power of verbal communication that we have with somebody. So what's interesting about this is when it comes to communication, most people focus all of their attention or at least the majority of their attention on getting the content right. Now, whether this be a presentation, whether this be a meeting they're trying to run or even a conversation they're going to have, they spend a lot of their time on getting the content right or getting the words right. Now, from Rorobian's study, 7% of your communication impact actually comes from the words that you speak. And this is why it's number seven on the observable behaviors list. And that is the last thing people start to hear is the words or the vocabulary that you use. 93% of the impressions that we create and the impact that we have on another person in relation to our communication is through our paraverbal, which is our, our tonality of their voice, and also for our nonverbal or our body language. And doing all that creates an impression upon a person or a group of people in relation to our communication. So when you're thinking about this as a leader, think about how you are bringing yourself into every single day because as I always talk about, your people are watching your every single move. So it stands to reason that we have to be more intentional with the communication strategy we put in place and we also have to be intentional on what sort of impression I want to be able to create every single day and in every single interaction. Now, when we do that and we combine that with a clear outcome that we're looking for, and if our intention is to create an impression of increase, I guarantee it's going to be a lot easier to now use these seven observable behaviors in the right order as I've gone through them and also with the right intention to get the right impression to accentuate our positive communication to therefore get the best outcomes. Now, if you can do that, you become an extraordinary communicator and guess what? People are going to resonate with you. People are going to be want around, be around you and you're going to be in a position to drive significant improvements in performance 
set new benchmarks and achieve some extraordinary things. So it was a great workshop today. I just wanted to finish off today with a quick podcast, albeit a 15-minute podcast, and share with you those key thoughts. Love to get uh, some feedback from you or any questions you might have. Uh, just drop me a line at darren at darrenmitchell.com.au if you've got any questions about this or would like to know a little bit more about the seven observable behaviors or creating an impression of increase. So with that said, a quick reminder as we wrap up for this particular episode, if you'd like to work one-on-one and if you'd like me to help you become that exceptional sales leader in as little as 90 days, love to work with you one-on-one and we can do that as early as late this week, early next week. So simply jump on my calendar at leadwithdarren.com, pick a time, we'll jump on a Zoom, have a conversation and get started to work on your strategy, become that exceptional sales leader. So I very much look forward to that conversation and as always look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com And let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.